0: Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Hey everyone, we... Opened the garage today.
1: What? Yeah.
0: Uh, that was kind of a big deal. We'll, we'll talk a, a little bit later about that. But uh, yeah, Bagel is still out there. Um, so let's. It hey, is let's, open.
1: Here, is <laughs> here
0: it is. So let's get to who is with us today. Starting, it's Bagler. Hello,
2: greetings from the actual recycle garage. There
0: you go. <laughs> hey everyone, I am Liza. And I have a big twin. Um, also with us, it's Miss Emma. It. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> you ha- no, you have a big... Oh, you do have a big twin. I do have a big twin. <laughs> you have two big twins, darling. Amanda. Are you sure it's not a medical condition? <laughs> no, she she has two big twins, darling. One is Japanese and one is Austrian. She calls and you oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Aloha, darlings. This yeah, is
0: Emma. Yeah. Aloha. Uh, up next, that would be uh, drinking his quarantini. It's Knock. Yeah. What's up, big heads? <laughs> 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 All right. And uh, taking advantage of the Zoom meeting protocol, it's Naked Jim
1: with No Pants. Hey, what's happening? No Pants Man here. And Knock may not have a twin, but he does have a third testicle. That's true.
0: And it's strangely below his nipple. (laughs)
1: Like Scaramanga.
0: (laughs) And coming to us from his uh, Shangri-La, it's award-winning Mike.
4: Yo, what up? Coming to you from this hammock right here. (laughs) Nice. How you doing?
0: And uh, joining us for the first time tonight, we've got Sean.
5: Hey, thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, thank you. And Tim.
5: Hey, glad to be here. Hey, thanks. Excited for- to uh, be a part of this uh, motley crew for oh the night. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, I think we're
0: we're especially wound up because we actually. I mean, um, I, I I'll say that you know, like Jim and I went for a, a real ride yesterday. Finally, like I, I feel like busting out. The weather's perfect, um, but I also think that we've gotten better at how to live in the age of covid and how to be safe and (laughs) you know taking masks and gloves with us and um
1: microdosing
0: i even stood in a i I stood i stood in a food line after our ride to get sausage jim wasn't having none of it but i'm like sausage man
1: that lighting was like 12 fools deep too i'm like (laughs) yeah hold uh, on hold on did you hold
4: on Hold on. Let me let me just put this in perspective. Liza stood in line for sausage.
0: Yes, I did. Yeah, right. <laughs> Coralita sausage, man.
1: I will. I have to do say, Liza. Even thank you spicier. very much. You brought me four spicy apricot Coralita sausages. Mm. Mm. Very appreciative. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So we finally busted out, and and just I mean I know every week we talk about what our latest riding stance is, and um, I still am saying please don't turn it into a social event. Um, If you're going to ride, go ride, ride it like 80%. Just tune it down and ride alone or with a buddy because with a buddy is safe. And I think we did that, Jim. We were nice and, and took it easy, but we did a nice ride. We did twisties. We did dirt. We did it all.
1: I thought, yeah, I thought it was fun. It was another beautiful little nook of the Santa Cruz mountains that we disappeared. It was in the vicinity of the Loma Prieta mm-hmm. earthquake back in 89. So buried deep in the mountains, all these weird Zen centers and Indian meditation places and <laughs> yeah. all sorts of crazy stuff. But it was fun. It was a mixed dirt, like, you know, like dirt roads, um, beautiful vistas and views all the way across the Watsonville Pajaro Valley to the ocean. Um, Loma Prieta Road. The- That's the name of that road. Yeah. yeah. Is it okay? Yeah, it was beautiful. Yep. Um, definitely some some driveways you do not want to go down. Um, yeah. But with that said, it was gorgeous. We, everybody was cool. I was waving to people. We had the big bikes, which was nice to kind of get back in the groove. And I like the variety of riding. A couple of things, Liza. One, it was like it was dirt. A little bit of freeway to get there, but um, and it was these really kind of second gear twisties up and downhill on the pavement. And, mm-hmm. and Liza, you were in a kind of in a situation because you were scrubbing in new tires, right?
0: Yeah, those uh, shinkas, which. I yeah. grew to really trust and feel good. It's always uh, sketchy with like nobbies on pavement, but um, I felt really the, good about those. It. Are the
1: yeah, they're the big block shinkos. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the eight o or seven o, whichever, but the big yeah. block shinkos. And I oh, you take the big side. bike or
0: the KLR? No, the big bike.
1: My, oh, okay, my big twin. Yeah, but it's I, so my second set of the shinkos, and the first ones were, were great. I mean, when you're deep into a uh, you know a, a right hander, so to speak, and find a groove in the pavement or something. The knobbies definitely go all wild, all wobbly and weird and shit. But other than that, I thought Liza grips pretty good. Um, It's great in the dirt. And even though it's a little more aggressive, I think, than the normal riding we do on those bikes, Yeah. when you do need a good grippy fucking knobby, even if it's just mental in your head, it's really nice to know you got those big black tires on there. But they're great. I got about, I don't know, 7,000 mm. miles or so out of the last pair. Nice. Hello.
0: Yeah, I think, I think we're all just, I think we're all getting stir crazy. I mean, people across the country, we're all dealing with different things. And a lot of the parts of the country are opening up. Here, they put our uh, stay in shelter order into indefinite mode. Yes. Um, and I'm
1: cool with that. Yeah, yeah, fine with me.
0: You know, and um, there's a lot of controversy with beaches being closed because so many people are showing up at the beaches and, we're getting antsy. And what I find helps is to think about w- what can we plan on doing and when can we get back to some sort of normalcy? Um, and that's why we got Sean and Tim here to talk about some great events that are fingers crossed still fingers crossed. happening this year. <laughs> um, and, Liza,
4: Liza, can I say something? No. Knock with his glasses off. Looks like a combination of Nicholas Cage, and fucking uh steven teagall
1: <laughs> okay
0: i don't know he looks kind of like some no. toast i made this morning
1: Whoa, right. damn <laughs> he looks like a chunk of burning love i want to get cozy with knock man i, I didn't put like any some
6: sunscreen beauty. on man i'm a little darker than usual you know what i'm saying
0: hey mike i just wanted yeah. to real quick i wanted to Force thank Force. you for um that great segue and introduction to the guys about their events My thing, baby. (laughs) He loves to step on my shit all the time. Anyway, um, yeah, so many things have been canceled this year. I mean, every almost every event uh and plans I had this year were canceled. But you guys are running some events and here's what I love about this too. There's some diversity in here too. So can you guys talk a bit about who you work for and let's and let's talk about these events that you're putting on
5: yeah absolutely uh this is tim i guess i'll kick it off yeah um yeah first off stoked to be here and uh t- actually to the point of events getting canceled we were supposed to be all together uh for the quail motorcycle gathering right so yep. inst- yes. instead of doing this in person we're uh we're doing this via zoom um so it's unfortunate that, that we missed that opportunity but um, yeah, so I represent um, uh, B- Bonnier Bonnier Events. Mm-hmm. So Bonnier might be a familiar name. Uh, Bonnier Publishing, uh, Bonnier Media, Bonnier Motorcycle Group, which is you know, Cycle World, Motorcyclist, Dirt Rider, you know, handful of, of motorcycle publications. The events division is actually uh, just a, just a, a separate division from from publishing. So Bonnier events, um, man, they do four wheel jamboree, sand sport, super show, off-road expo, outdoor life, field and stream expo. And then over here in the corner is, uh, is, is our little slice of heaven, which is the motorcycle events. Yes. So uh, Bonnier motorcycle events is, is, uh, where we spend, you know, hundred percent of our time. And really other than, other than our participation in quail, which is kind of on behalf of Geico, one of our, one of our um, sponsor partners, uh-huh. it's really three events. Um, it's an event called high pipe that takes place in the summertime. It's kind of a scrambler centric event. Uh, it's an event called built to ride tour, formerly hot bike tour. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, uh, like you said, fingers crossed, uh, everything will go to plan. We'll be uh, back in uh, Tennessee, actually kicking off in Birmingham, Alabama, then, um, ending up in Johnson city, Tennessee. And then the third final event is adventure rally, uh, which is happening in November. Also in, Southern California. So to your point, absolutely a diverse uh, set of, of uh, events, really something for everybody. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're really, uh, really fortunate to, to, you know, be in a situation where we can plan events and, and you know, have get togethers on a regular basis and call it work. Um, right. So, um, yeah. you know, like you said, there's some uncertainty at the moment, Uh, unfortunately, but, you know, we're all kind of in the same boat. So we're approaching this like, hey, you know, we're planning on this stuff going (laughs) to happen because the last thing we want to do is – get caught with our pants off like Jim, um, you know, yeah. and uh, and not have the plan in place. It gets expensive.
1: Uh. i tell you what. Son.
5: So, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, we're operating, you know, with that mindset that uh, regardless of what the future may hold, we're, we're pushing forward. Like these events are going to happen. And if they need to be, you know, rescheduled or postponed, so be it, you will, we'll address it as it comes. Um, but otherwise, yeah, we're, we're moving forward uh, with everything as planned.
0: So let's um let's talk about some of these events. So high pipe, I've been hearing about this for a few years now. It's really been I have too. That seems up. cool. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not that old, was it? Four, years, four this, years?
5: Yeah. This coming July's event will be our fourth year. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this was an event that for the first two years was held um up at China Peak mm-hmm. uh, in the Sierra Mountains, and um just based on proximity and you know some feedback from attendees. Um, we moved it last year down to Wrightwood, California at the mountain high ski resort, which is, I don't know, an hour ish or less drive from, um, a ride from LA. So, you know, it's very accessible from LA, orange County, San Bernardino, and we saw a huge spike in attendance and, um, really it's, it's kind of a, you know, scrambler centric, uh, you know, ride by day camp by night. So it's, um, it's, you know, I wouldn't call it necessarily like a big festival or, or e- even a rally so much as just kind of a, a large gathering, you know, yeah. kind of a hang. Um, you know, the, the great thing is about this event is that it gives people an opportunity, especially in the like SoCal area that have, you know, maybe a scrambler type motorcycle to actually get it off of PCH and was, get it, you I know, out into that. the like, dirt roads and the trails right, and that sort of right. thing. Um it's like, without, it's like
0: calling them out. Like, come on, man. This kind, is what it's you know, made for.
5: Kind of. It's kind of like calling them out, but at the same time, it's like, hey, le- we're providing an opportunity for you to kind of put your bike through its paces, mm-hmm. which you don't get on a, on a day-to-day basis, and a chance to kind of dip your toe in the water. So we're not going crazy off-road. We're not going – nothing is uh, about it is very extreme necessarily. I mean, mm-hmm. it's ex- as extreme as you want to make it. Um, But it's fire roads, it's lead follow rides. Um, There's a lot of demo rides. So, you know, actually a ton of people showed up on four wheels, parked their car and went and, and, you know, tried out. Um, Ducati was up there this last year um, with a bunch of their Scrambler demos. So So my question for
3: you, Tim, was... You know, you're across the board in terms of ability. That event, High Pipe, would appeal to somebody who's got very little experience
5: as well as somebody who's got more experience. You're going to cater for them all, right? Yeah, you're quite right. In, in fact, that's the beauty of this kind of event is, like I said, we've got brand new you know, riders that are showing up with bikes with very low miles on them, um, and we're right. taking them on slow lead follow rides onto fire roads and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, and then guys that have been riding for years and years and years that join us for the for the barbecue and the camp and all that kind of stuff, but then they peel off and you know we send them on you know s- more difficult routes and and that sort yeah. of thing. So, it's not Ersberg, right? It's, it's not B- no, B- not so, <laughs> so
0: is there a hipsters versus old men rumble that happens? Because <laughs> I'm unofficial. like, this is the two categories, right?
5: Unofficial, but yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. Um, Oh, i'm just curious I, so what's the most popular bike there because i'm wondering if it's the new like scramblers ducatis or is it are you, people bringing all the old hondas out what what's more
5: common we saw quite a few of the ducati scramblers out there actually there was last year there was quite a few folks with the new triumph scrambler that were out there um mm-hmm. you know putting that through its paces mm-hmm. in fact uh, you know funny little anecdote there was two guys that had just bought those bikes came up there and both were experiencing like what they call buyer's remorse. Like, ah, we didn't know if this was the right bike for us. And after they were done with us for the weekend, they were like, this was absolutely the right bike because we were able to take them on some, you know, on, on some trails and some different rides that helped the bike stretch its legs a little bit, you know? Um, well, so we had it, a,
1: a, yeah. That's and, that's cool. we had a guy that comes through the garage on that Triumph. Is it a 1200 scrambler? Oh, he was here today.
0: He came by today. Oh, was he really and we had a Ducati scrambling here today too. Oh no And way. I was saying like uh dude that bike makes me want to do bad things.
1: <laughs> we took that that Triumph up into the fire roads up bu- up in the mountains like up a bi- above Big Sur and that thing ripped. He was jamming yeah. on that thing. Super yeah. Yes, But
3: like uh, no but Jim you should know that anything that's made in Britain is far superior to anything else in the world <laughs> by a leaked long a sure. bit I love the wee
5: bit <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah well, you know one and of the and one Liza of the benefits said, oh go ahead oh go ahead sean go
2: ahead Sean. i was gonna say one of the benefits of moving from china peak down to uh rightwood uh as beautiful as china peak was was uh day rides a lot right. of a lot of people actually were able to come up just for the day you know it, sometimes it's hard to commit to that whole three four days mm. away from work and everything i um, being down in LA, we got a lot of day riders. Just came up for the day. Right. Maybe they spent one night, maybe they mm-hmm. a couple guys they would ride up for the day, go back home and then ride up the next day just to get the the adventure but still be able to be within proximity mm-hmm. to their house. Right.
3: And you know, I yeah, know I'm going point, I and you know, I know I'm going back to this, but the thing that appeals to me the most about this is the inclusivity. You know, our mission at the garage is if you're just starting out, you're going to have a great experience at the garage. Conversely, you can have been riding for 10, 20 years, in my case, a little longer than that, and you're still going to be welcome and get a great experience at the garage. We, we bring everybody in. And I truly believe this is the way the future of motorcycling is going to be. The more inclusive we mm-hmm. can be, the more successful
5: we can be. Yeah, oh, you're, you're exactly right. And in fact, that's really been you know, our philosophy in the way that we've managed these events and also within the last probably 18 months, the way that we've evolved these events to be more inclusive. And and really to your point, and, and I think, you know, the way that things are going is it's really about the community and the camaraderie right. first, what you ride second, uh, you know, and, and how long you've been riding or, you know, how you ride or whatever, right. you know, way down the line, down the list. And so for your high pipe, Actually, all of these events, you'll kind of see that theme woven through. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's very important to us, you know, that it's, that it's just get out there and ride. doesn't matter what you're on. You know,
3: if I go back to when I started off in the mid-70s, the, the, the biggest hurdle that a lot of us beginners had were of a, attending events back then were the people who were attending the events. <laughs> and it was almost like a rite of passage that you yeah. were going to get your ass kicked. And right, you know, you that's how things were back then, Should but you can't get away with that kind mouth. of nonsense now, right? So, yeah, hey, but
4: there was also like gangs in the 30s and Al Capone, too. Oh,
3: it was after that, yeah. darling. It was a
0: gritty time, you
3: know what I mean? Tommy <laughs> guns and all that, that was that why kid. she
0: didn't go? <laughs> no, I like,
3: bounced Al Capone on my knee as a toddler. Yeah. Oh, my god,
4: that's where he got the hep from.
0: He just, yes. just curious, Tim no yep. judgment being passed what do you ride
5: sure um actually right at the moment i do not that's a, own trick question. a non-dirt bike uh, yeah
2: thanks thanks for asking uh, that liza so we could uh rib him a little bit to open up yeah his wallet. no no No. It's,
0: yeah, okay I, i'm yeah, judging yeah. you now
5: yeah no you, yes, you can absolutely yes. judge yeah full welcome transparency. to the
0: judgment zone
5: <laughs> full, full full transparency yeah i um I have had a fortunate opportunity to, uh, to work in the motorcycle industry for a lot of years mm-hmm. and have access to some really fantastic mm-hmm. motorcycles mm-hmm. and uh, so at the moment uh, what's in the garage is just a handful of uh, Yamaha dirt bikes for me and the family but uh, anything anything uh, pertaining to the street is uh, I'm just swinging legs over loners at the moment.
0: So are we talking TTRs, YZs what do you got in there
5: uh, Both uh, TTR's and YZs.
0: okay Oh right yeah. on! So you got yeah. the full. I on
1: the, yep.
5: I on the other hand pay for my. Mom, my yep yep yep. Go ahead. Yep.
2: John John John's really like good at busting, John's my, gotta balls, get, okay. busting my balls. Okay.
1: John's got to get something off his chest here. I can he say. does. He really no, does. No so no, no. Go, I'm man.
2: waiting I'm, for you, bro. I'm waiting for Liza's judgment. I actually have a a Harley. So oh I'm, there it
0: is. Wait yeah, hold yeah, on. Yeah. Which yeah. one? What the
2: fuck? I have a 2014 uh, Ultra Limited. Uh, uh, it's an old man bike. It, it, it is it starts John's as an old, old man, man, man bike, a young man bike. Uh, with the amount of money that I've put into it, it's turned into a young man's bike. Ah, so, there I, it is. But then I also have a uh, 2010 KTM 450 exe See, that's so, the, the thing. closest I yeah. can get to a dirt bike with a license plate.
0: That's the thing. Again, if you have a Harley and something not yeah. Harley, full respect for me. That tells me right. you know exactly what you want and what it's for. I, that's what I love, and and the and the Harley is the tool that you want to do the job. And sure. the Harley is what
2: gets us comfortably up to uh, your neck of the woods. Yeah. on those beautiful uh, rides up PCH. Yes. And,
3: and Sean, I have a top tip for you about your KTM because I have one on my bench right now. Oh, okay. Keep on. your keep. Well, no, keep your eye on the valves <laughs> because this one, the top end of the engine, just grenaded because of the valves so um if you haven't put valves in it recently it's time all right i'll keep that in mind yeah (laughs) i I love that bike
2: you know it's funny it's uh it's it's still carbureted you know the carbureted 2010 and and guys you know that that are getting the new efis and they're like you know you need to change that in I, i i think that's gonna be a lifetime bike i love that bike you know, you know
3: it's, it's funny. A very, very dear friend of mine, Brian, has um, a CRF450, the old one, from 2001, carbureted. Right. And he just bought one of the brand new ones.
2: Nice. And oh, I neglected to say I do have a, a 05 CRF250. Oh,
3: well, there you Same go. Same as my friend's 2001. Right. He right. actually thinks mm-hmm. that the 2001 makes a great deal more power mm-hmm. than the newer one. It's, it's a very different, it's a different way of producing the power. It's a lot more raw and visceral. Right. Um, but they're great. You know, these old carbureted dirt bikes, There's, it's quite an experience. It's nothing sure. like the new fuel-injected stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice.
4: I, have a, I have a question for you guys uh, as far as festivals go. Because um, <clears throat> I've had a, uh, an event, a uh, motorcycle event, that was already, we actually, a couple of us did the Carrizo Plains ride. Yeah. So clearly, obviously, that was you know canceled. And I think we we're all looking forward to that one. Quail's been canceled. Um, you know, and then moving forward, there's, I mean, especially in California, mm. there's so much conflicting information out there with the United States. And then California, in and of itself, we're kind of, uh, you know, don't really know what's going to happen next. So, I mean, like, um, I've got tickets to another show in June, but they just pushed that one back to September. So, like, what i mean because i'm I'm assuming there's like so much to do to try to move events like a few weeks back because it's already been booked but i think also two people will be a little bit more understanding i think everybody is just because but like what 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 are you guys doing to you know like reach out to people who are interested in the events and kind of re you know i guess coordinate with people let them know what's happening and update
5: yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, we're keeping in touch with all event um, registrants, um, current, current, currently registered, but then also event attendees from previous years that we've got an email database. Um, just keeping in touch with them, telling them, you know, hey, you know, these are our plans, and if they should change, you'd be the first to know. And um, with the contingency plan comes a really robust refund policy. Um, you know, there's there's really – Um, We're trying to make, we're trying to reduce barriers as much as possible um, because right now there is a lot of uncertainty and and fear and question marks. So for all of us, so on the planning side of things, um, you know, it's just a matter of contingency plans with the facilities, with, you know, with the sponsors, um, with with all parties involved, and then on the attendee side of things, it's you know, having some just one-off conversations. I've talked to quite a few people on the phone and just kind of get a, you know, their gut on, Hey, how you feeling? What are you thinking? Um, I think a case in a really good case in point, and we'll get to when we talk about adventure rally is, you know, we've seen a huge uptick in the last probably three weeks in, um, registrations, you know, because it's, you know, we say, Hey, look, it's in November, you know, it's far enough away where, you know, we're really hopeful that, that everything's going to go off. No problem. If it doesn't though, we're gonna give you your money back and if we reschedule and you wanna come, great. If you don't, don't worry about it.
4: Uh, I get it. So what if uh what if somebody say for instance like I like how would how would I fall into the information that you guys put out there? Say if like I don't if like not committed to one of your events or say I'm not on an old email list from, from sure doing sure. stuff, like where would I run into say some postings and, and stuff like that? And also how do people find out more information about like, you know, what's going on? Because I don't follow everything, but I'll see on Instagram somebody will repost about uh, a, uh, a show that I didn't commit to, but now it's got me thinking. So, like, mm-hmm. how how does that happen for you guys, where you can connect with people?
5: Yeah, we've got um, you know our our websites and our social media channels that you and know we keep this, updated. And, this and is right. like this. exactly this, this here is, we go. This, yeah. is this is
0: it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is everything.
2: This is yeah. yeah. This is this, this is. is about, yeah, was,
1: about 17 people in North America.
2: Six <laughs> <laughs> of yeah, them right are here. That was one of the great things when I uh, when we were able to reach out to Liza was was to be able to try and get this word out because you know everybody's at home right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know going to your local dealership and seeing a flyer that's that's probably not going to happen right now. You know, uh, so getting on with you guys one way. Uh, our social media obviously is a big push. We try and try and get out there to as many groups that are related to, you know, adventure rally being adventure bikes and things like that to, to get that word out, mm-hmm. um, you know, to get people interested. And, and our hope, like Tim said, is that we are further down in the year and there's so, unser- so much uncertainty, but our hope is that things are going to open up and these will be the events that should be, should be at that time.
1: mm mm-hmm. You know, I'm curious because uh, I'm going to forget the question. And I, and I want to definitely talk about the Adventure Alley. But before we do, um, the event that you have with builders, I'm super curious about that. And Emma and Mike might be curious as well. Because, mm-hmm. The you know, Tennessee we, thing. We, yeah, yeah. We, we talk to a lot of guys that build bikes at the one show and a bunch of other places. And they, they tend to be the nicest, most grounded, coolest people. And what a great way to have access to people, like on the road, like having a little adventure. Shit probably breaks down. I'd like to hear more about that. But, sure, but sure. before
0: we jump into that, I just want to to finish up with the High Pipe Festival, July 17th through
5: 19th. Mm-hmm.
0: And the one thing I love about this, uh, what's the cost to get in?
5: It's 25 bucks for the weekend
0: 25 bucks wow. for the weekend but yeah. here's the other thing too what i like about these festivals i think daytona bike week was a bad idea i still think sturgis bike week they're going forward with it i still think it's a bad idea to have that many people there they were expecting almost a million people at sturgis you guys have manageable numbers at the high pipe festival what's your your prediction how many did you have last year
5: yeah, we're, um, I think last year was, I, I want to say it was 350 or yeah. something like that. Um, and, there, you know, there's, there's a mix of, you know, folks that we got about 300 motorcycles. And then mm-hmm. there's a mix of people that were actually there in cars, you know, to either just check it out or, you know, test motorcycles. But
0: And that's something not- else I like about this. These are smaller rallies that you're better able to contain and make yeah, it but- a safer event. The
4: other yeah, thing too, yeah. though, is that, like you're saying about Sturgis, is if it's anything like, um, like the Hollister Rally, it's really a bunch of bunch of people stuffed in, you know, small areas, shuffling around, looking at, you know, the same T-shirt in every fucking booth. I mean, I think what right. they're doing is it's it's kind of a, you know, it, it's designed in essence to be six feet apart. You're on a motorcycle, you know what I mean, and at some <laughs>
5: points you're not around people. Yeah. You're
4: bringing your own uh, shelter in place with you, or your family <laughs> or your friends. That, you know yeah, I mean? we, we were well ahead of the curve.
5: We didn't even realize it, you know.
4: <laughs> you guys you guys got a good marketing plan.
0: Yeah, Thank you. so let's talk about this next event. It's the Built to Ride Tour. This is October 13th to 17th. Uh, this goes from Birmingham, Alabama to Johnson City, Tennessee.
5: Yes, uh, we're really excited about um, the Built to Ride Tour and just a bit of history. The Built to Ride Tour is, is not that new. It's just new in name. So it actually was born out of what was the Hot Bike Tour, and actually, at its first inception was the Hot Bike Power Tour. Um, mm-hmm. So you've, you've heard of the tour. Um, yeah. you, you know, it's, it's, it's taken on many forms over the years. But um, last year, as a lead-up to the event, um, and, you know, as, unfortunately, the way things go in the publishing world, Hot Bike Magazine ceased publication. So with Hot Bike Magazine ceasing publication, which was, you know, one of the brands within the Bonnier kind of realm, Um, it really left us at a crossroads. So we had to make a determination on whether or not to move forward with the name hot bike tour um, or, you know, maybe pivot a little bit. So nothing wrong with keeping the name hot bike tour uh, with the (laughs) really with the exception of the builders and, and uh, Jim, to your point about builders, the builders were really excited about an opportunity to be featured in hot bike. So it was kind of misleading, you know, to continue to call it hot bike tour. Um, And at the same time, um, and kind of, I think we were talking about this earlier, we really have seen this pivot to inclusivity. And, you know, there's no doubt that, that Hot Bike was very specific in in the audience that it catered to. And the Built to Ride Tour, the vision, and really what came to fruition last year is that anybody's welcome. Anybody's where, where,
1: welcome. Where we see that a lot is at the one show. I mean, me, Emma, right. Mike, uh, you know, we, a bunch of us went up there. Well, we've been up there for like four or five years now. And it gets more inclusive every year. And you want to talk about engaging young people? That, that's one of the biggest – the first things I say is, look at all these young people. But it's a, a great variety of people that go to that. And, and I like the trend. It's really G- it's really awesome. Jim, yeah. in
3: comparison to me, everyone is a young person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Sean looks about 12. <laughs> and he, I wish. And I yeah, really and, wish. Um, um, <laughs> Tim probably thirteen or fourteen. <laughs> oh, I'm older than John. <laughs> yeah. okay. That's Emma. Good job, Emma, Emma I like marvelous.
1: that, <laughs> Emma, you swept me off my feet from the very moment I saw your painted toes and pearls. So, oh
3: god, oh <laughs> my <marvelous.
2: Almighty. laughs> so, so yeah, go back with Bill to ride. Like Emma yeah. was talking about earlier, you know, I'm. You know, in the past, you might have felt a little uncomfortable at certain rallies. Right. The whole thing about Built to Ride Tour is, if you have two wheels on the ground, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's some of the most amazing riding in the United States out where that is. You know, through Tennessee, through all those the the mountain areas and all that stuff. But if you're on two wheels, you're there. And so it's it's a it's a much more open environment for all riders agree. to be involved Ride in. Down.
1: And what a great way to talk to people, like ask questions like, Hey, how did you do that? Or how would you do this? And, or maybe even make repairs on the fly, you know, you're heading down the road and something falls off and you got these cool, creative people that can help you do that kind of stuff. I think I enjoy spending my time around people that can help you learn to be a better mechanic and a better builder and like hands-on wise.
0: Well, the thing I like about this too, is so many people, uh, there was a certain trend of building custom bikes that were just art. They weren't as much about function. This you gotta you gotta ride your thing. like you, you gotta, gotta you, you gotta, gotta ride your thing. Yeah, you gotta absolutely. ride your thing. It's not yeah. just about look oh, look at all the you know cool things I, I put on here. Um, right. you know it, yeah, so yeah, I, I like that it's do. a rolling motorcycle country.
5: show. Yeah, it's a rolling motorcycle show. and and, and it always yeah. has been, and we wanted to stay true to those roots, but at the same time increasing that inclusivity and really getting people excited about it also from the perspective, as you were kind of talking about too, Jim, with kids is we want people to be able to see the rally or participate in our stops in the evenings, you know, at each different city, even if they're not riding, we want the community to come together and see all these bikes Um, and have young people say, that's awesome. I want to do that. And, and, you know, see that there's a a wide range of ages, see that there's a wide range of motorcycles. And then also now, see from a bike builder standpoint, like you're seeing at the one show or you're seeing, you know, with revival cycles, um, show in Austin, like that you're seeing a complete wide mix of, of motorcycles. It doesn't have to be one specific, you know, when you thought of customs, even just right. a few years ago it was very different than what it is now. So, yeah, and like- you know, last year we had a DR650, we had an R9T tracker. We, I mean, it was a very wide spectrum of of motorcycles that the builders brought in. Tim, um, give me the dates for this show, please. So this show is October 13th through the 17th, and <clears throat> last year um, we kicked off in Nashville, Tennessee, ended up in Johnson City, um, with a stop in Birmingham at Barber Motorsports Park, mm. where our Long Rider attendees. Uh, got to spend all day in the museum, and then also got to get out on the track. Nice. That was a huge, nice. huge win hey, for everybody. So Mike. this year we're going to start there, right? And then uh, make our what way up to uh, Johnson City, which is a is, is a you know a partner of ours now. Um, and we're kind of working the tour around that hub. Um,
3: are hey you Mike, taking a you road trip? Go? Yeah, I knew it was coming. Yeah, no, Mike, do you want to go? Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah yeah awesome. you, you can take Captain Crunch and I'll take the turbo because I think it'll be finished by then
0: yeah Tim do
4: back though
0: Tim you want to know what she's building yeah I mean go ahead Emma tell them what you're building
3: so um I got given a 1975 Honda Goldwing this was a long long time ago and um it sat in my garage for a long time because it was just so ugly I didn't know what to do with it because <laughs> you know back then. The idea was you just bolted everything on these bikes. I mean, you could the biggest fairing, the biggest saddlebags, everything. And I always wanted to do a naked Goldwing, and the project kind of took its 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 own direction. Um, about six, no, about eighteen months after I got the bike, and I'd just been sitting looking at it in my garage. A very dear friend of mine rolled his Subaru Impreza, and the car was completely totaled, but he pulled the turbo off and gave it to me as a memento of his car.
5: And I thought I see where this is going. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I <laughs> thought, you know, if if I put that turbo on the Goldwing, it'll look really cool. So I started with that and then I very I realized very, very quickly that the suspension wouldn't be up to it, the wheels wouldn't be up to it, and so on and so forth. So I've built this thing, but I've I've built it in the flavor of a 1975 bike so it's got big fat radials on it it's got big disc brakes it's got everything that you would expect a bike with 200 horsepower to have
0: it's a big pink turbo cafe racer but it looks like (laughs) you know it it, it looks like a 1970s bike.
5: oh man it sounds awesome yeah and it's pink (laughs) <laughs>
3: it's yeah. very, very Could, pink. Actually, and that's, what you're, and that's what you're bringing to
5: the Built to Ride tour.
3: Just, I'd like to. I mean, yes. I've, got cust- I've got a custom, I've got a custom Moto Guzzi as well. That's kind of my default. They bike. won't know
0: what it is. They'll think your motor's sideways.
3: But um, yeah, um, yeah. Um, Mike. <laughs> um, Mike has got the most beautiful custom Harley Davidson mm-hmm. called Captain Crunch, which is an absolutely yeah. gorgeous thing as well. So oh, yeah, um, she's pretty. Yeah, she's a pretty, pretty bike. So, you know, we're out of the misfits. We're kind of the builders, me and Mike. Just, okay. Just uh, checking
0: if I put some Kiryakon grips on my Africa Twin. Can I come?
5: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You can yeah, you can bring – the Build for Ride Tour is so inclusive that you can bring the Africa uh, Twin you. without your Kiryakon grips.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I want to fit in, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Everybody floorboards. Everybody fits in. Everybody fits in.
0: All right. And- yeah. And so this event is it's fifty five bucks.
5: Like, do you guys- So let me explain. So it's yeah. fifty five dollars. Um, here's the th- here's the thing. I'll say across the board for our events. Mm-hmm. Our, my my objective, our objective, is to not put so much of the expense onto the attendee, mm-hmm. but really take care of. Of costs with sponsorship dollars, there you go. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's it's a very hard line to walk, and um, obviously, you see the size of our events are fairly small in in numbers. <laughs> but what the sponsors have begun to realize is that the attendees are the core enthusiasts mm-hmm. that are also the ones that are ambassadors for their products and their programs. Right. So they see value in it. And as long as they continue to see value in it and sponsor, then we can keep the cost of entry for attendees fairly low.
3: And and how's that going to manifest itself? So, So let's say me and Mike go to the event. Sure. As a prerequisite of going to the event and paying you 55 bucks, mm-hmm. do we have to sit through an hour's presentation of Duff <laughs> Beer
5: or something? <laughs> so, I don't know. It's not a timeshare, is it? It's not, no, it's not. Not this one. Not this one. If
3: the brunt of the cost is being met by the sponsors. Correct. That's a, that's a give and take. So there's going to be pushback from the sponsors like, we will meet that cost, but
5: this is what you give up. Us. Well, so that's great, my question, right? Sure. Well, the great thing is because we're in the driver's seat. Um, granted, you know we we, we, right. we need uh, you know we need sponsorship dollars to you know to make things work. Um, but at the same time, our partners understand how we build value in the events and how we keep the attendees coming back year over year, mm-hmm. and that's not making them sit through a presentation, you know, about <laughs> you know part numbers and you know and you know timeshare esque kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, what's interesting about the Built Ride Tour is that fifty five dollars is actually the fee for what we call our long riders, and it's if you want to participate in the duration of the event from start to finish and be involved in kind of some of the exclusive, like, you know, the VIP kickoff with the builders, um, you know, the kind of the get together each evening that we have in each city. Um, You would get all your maps, you know, your t-shirt, all of that kind of stuff. If you don't want to pay that $55, and you still want to kind of ride with us from point to point and kind of make your own plan, anyone's welcome. And in Johnson city at the end, is an open street you know we're downtown it's it's an open street party for whoever wants to attend with no cost involved either so the 55 is really just if you want to be this kind of all in we call them long riders um you know committed for the duration you're riding hanging out with the builders um you are, um, yeah, you're kind of in the mix. So how many many days is this? And like, uh, it sounds
6: like 55 bucks sounds like it's a, it's a great price for it too. And how many partners do you guys have?
5: Right. Well, um, quite a few partners, you know, our primary partner, um, in this, and actually all of our events is, is Geico Geico motorcycle. Mm -hmm. Um, so fortunately, um, you know, we're able to put together a really great program because of them. And, um, it's, it's October 13th through 17th. So you're, you know, we're kicking off in in Birmingham, you know, then we're, then we're moving through Tennessee, um, you know, to get to Johnson city. So Chattanooga, Knoxville, Johnson city, and then, um, we'll two, we'll be two days in Johnson city.
0: And then do you guys provide a chase vehicle to pick up all the parts that fall off?
5: <laughs> so so the great thing about the motorcycle community and and about even our attendees uh you know Sean and I and then you know some of our other co- colleagues we're all in this together and um you know while we don't necessarily advertise you know hey we're going to come scoop you up off the side of the road um mm-hmm. we we do we do have chase vehicles you know we do um we do help everyone out everybody gets you know, from point A to point B, everyone's, you know, together in the evening, cracking the beer, you know, it's, it's, uh, nice. we make sure that every, that everyone makes it. So, yeah.
1: I just want to, I just want to mention, it's funny you guys were talking about awesome. The roads are down there and that area in Tennessee, right? Tail of drag all that kind of stuff is bitching. One of, we have a dear podcast friend who's a custom bike builder in that yeah. part of Tennessee, Matt Harris, Matt Harris, yeah. 40 Cal customs who won the best in show at the one, what three years ago. Yeah. But he's a Harley guy. He ra- he builds and races old kind of board trackers. Well, and you know, they the
0: they build road. those Harley scramblers
1: too. He talks about riding through the woods in Tennessee on these Harley scramblers. Oh no
5: way! There'll be, oh, yeah. there'll
1: be dudes on adventure bikes on the you know the big BMWs and all their climb climb gear and shit forever. You know, like, yeah. All of a sudden they'll right. see the guys in front of them start looking around because they hear the Harleys ripping through the woods. Yeah, check and out Matt and his posse will just bomb through on these Harley scramblers. Check out you know, Matt Matt grown. Harris
0: Forty Cal right. Customs.
1: Oh yeah, we'll definitely check that he, out. He, yeah, he's and one he's of in the Tennessee. most solid dudes ever. Yeah, he yeah he's like down to earth, cool, creative, legit. Anyway,
2: oh man, that's one of the reasons we're doing yeah. something like this is to be able to find stuff out like that. You know, having him there would be a great addition.
1: Yeah, you know, well, to have Smoky him over Mountain, right tour. there to ride to her. Yeah, Smoky yeah. Mountain Harley Davidson. He partners up with him and build these. Oh right, okay, Harley. trackers they ride through the Tennessee woods
0: so fantastic the only issue I see um, Mike for for you is that built to ride is middle of October and the next event is middle of November and you're going to want to do this one too (laughs) so you're going to have to this is going to be a hard call for you Mike uh, because November I'm planning on attending Jim you're planning on attending the adventure rally Yes. now I'm gonna have to take those uh, Kuryakin grips off my my africa twin for that
5: yes yeah wait absolutely. Let, so hold on let me
4: let me just get this right let so what i'm hearing sorry my battery is dying um <laughs> let me get this right
0: okay
4: so this is built to ride this is kind of like like a classy dirt bag uh challenge
3: yes yeah sure yeah sounds okay. like it.
4: So, so you, you're rolling yeah. up on a bike that you want to present for you so, know, whatever category, you know, uh, soft tail or, or metric custom, and then you're riding at a distance, and at the end, you know, or along the way, at some point, it gets judged, and then maybe you maybe lose, but part of it's right. That's
5: a that's a great question. So yes, it is. Um, it's actually invited builders. So we want to, and, and we're really, um, you know, kind of opening it up to e- even just like you're mentioning Matt Harris. I mean, there's, we, we want this to be inclusive and family and, you know, we want to find, um, you know, people that are interested in participating, but we want to secure the builders ahead of time so that we know who they are. And they're kind of, we call them like the, the invited builders. So then those builders like the are all free. eligible for that, that, uh, that prize last year was $10,000 winner take all, What? right? Right. And then um each night microphone back on. each, (laughs) Each night is um each stop each evening, then um voting is open to anyone and everyone. So we we have Johnson City being the biggest two last two nights, but each night we stop in a different town and we kind of you know let people know we're there. We park the bikes, you know, we have them displayed, we have electronic voting, you know, we're out kind of in the streets hanging out. So it's it's so the builders uh, aren't are build. riding their bikes. I'm sorry.
4: So the builders, so the builders are not riding their bikes. It, no. The rides for just like everybody else, but the builders' bikes are bring, brought to different places. No,
5: no, no. That no, no, no. Uh, sorry, let me clarify. The builders are riding their bikes as well. Everyone's riding, and yeah. so the builder's eligibility it hinges on whether or not that bike can make it to the end. So real shit. this is like yeah. straight
4: yeah. up. This is legit. This is like legit born free slash dirt bag challenge across
5: state mm-hmm. lines.
4: Yeah. With, this is yes. exactly what this sounds
5: like. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and, you invited, know,
4: this, there's no cook's corner, but each night is a cook's corner.
5: Yeah, man, you, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. With, and let me just that make sure I'm, I'm cool. really, really clear with the caveat that it mm-hmm. is anyone and everyone is eligible and welcome to come. Right. And the one thing that we've found over the years, it, it, you know, is that it, it got kind of pigeonholed into, and, and, and I agree with the way you're describing it, because that's basically what it is. But what I want is I want for some, you know, dude to to build some crazy Africa twin something or other and, you know, ride the whole thing with, you know, with his kid on the back. And you know what I mean? Like, and, and have it not be so like, you know, dirt bag, but it's... Yeah, it, it, it's, it's inclusive to anything that rides. So, so last year was a good kickoff, you know, with, like I said, DR650, um, uh, R9T Tracker. Um, there was the Hyper Scrambler that Hugo Eccles brought. So there was, it was a good mix of bikes. Um, but let's be honest, we're all, at the end of the day, like a bunch of bag riders <laughs> that were that participating.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Why did Sean
4: look so mad?
5: <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I agree Mike,
1: with Tim. doesn't have so mad. He doesn't have yeah, a beer in his hand have, right I, now. That's
2: why. I'm upstairs and I don't have my beer. Exactly. My beers are downstairs. Rookie mistake. <laughs> Rookie mistake. Two, two,
4: Rookie.
1: two things I was thinking about. One, you mentioned uh, the family thing. And, and Matt Harris actually is a family guy too. He's got kids. But the other thing I wanted to talk about is you mentioned this twice, that when you guys do this and you roll up in a town, um, you know, and like the old biker image, I think, is kind of gone, you know, the, uh, the beer cans and all that. But when you come in, it's kind of interesting for people to see. All of a sudden, all this stuff that they normally never see. We were, we were watching the movie, the uh, New England BDR uh, mm-hmm. film last week, um, and we were watching that. And that was one of the cool things about that, right, is those BDR people would come into these trippy towns in upstate New York. And the people were so like excited to see the motorcycles, to talk to the people. And of course you have people like Jocelyn Snow as part of the group who makes it more fascinating, of course, <laughs> but it seems cool. Like you guys will roll through these small towns in the smoky mountains, Appalachia, and these badass custom builders with actually quite nice people will roll into your town and have lunch and talk to you and show off their bike and you can take pictures. It sounds yeah. great.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for hitting on that. Cause it's true. It's, um, it, you know, we're kind of, it's a disarming group. It really is, you know, cause people yeah. can walk up to them and, you know, strike up conversation, ask about the bike, take pictures, that sort of thing. And the builders are there like each night where they're, they're hanging out, you know, next to their bikes, answering questions and encouraging people to vote for them. And, you know, it's um, it's introducing a new segment or a kind of a different part of, you know, motorcycle community to non-riders. There you go. Yeah. So,
0: do, do,
4: you know what that reminds me of? It's one of my favorite things is when you're riding around and uh, random people we'll call people. off tell you. Well, yeah, I mean, they'll just be like, they just come up to you and start talking to you about this bike they had 20 years ago. Or, you know, and then <laughs> they do a lot of uh, creative people that, you know, put things back together with very limited parts. and You know, just the way that they live up in the mountains here, that they would come out and really appreciate, you know, handwork and, and detail, stuff like that
0: yeah i want to talk about the adventure rally though because this is the one i am holding on Woo-hoo. for hope <laughs> that Woo-hoo. this still happens november 12th through 15th in julian california i assume that's down in southern california
5: yes correct yep
0: uh tell us about the adventure rally
5: sean i think you should uh, kick kick this one off yeah adventure rally that you know adventure rally is a great
2: event i'm um, a lot of people have been to several different types of these motorcycle events, and, and I think Adventure Rally has kind of taken a turn to become its own style of event. We talked about scavenger hunt uh, earlier, and uh, that's essentially what this is. So Adventure Rally is open to, to anybody and everybody, that uh, you, no matter your skill level uh and basically the the prere- prerequisite is that you have a license plate on your dirt bike, so we have big bikes there you know like liza you- dri- you ride the africa twin mm-hmm. the BMW GSs, you know all, all and uh, all the way down to like like i ride the four fifty uh k t m which is essentially a dirt bike, so we have the small bikes, the big bikes and uh it's three days of riding and we give you a map and we give you a book, and uh there's over a hundred waypoints. And there are points of interest, and your job is to basically map it out. Go find it. We don't give you GPS coordinates. Uh, the, the 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 areas uh, inside this map are all the way south of the Mexican border, uh, Tucati border area, all the way north to uh, Palomar Mountain, uh, and then east of the Salton Sea and everywhere in between. So that is awesome. Yeah, it's really <laughs> cool to see uh, to see every night how the the teams and the teams are two or more and like i said skill levels are anywhere across the board you could ride all asphalt the whole three days if you wanted to uh but there there is some very challenging dirt sand uh you go up in the mountains uh you're out in the you know the sandy washes so uh and and then there's levels uh beginner through advanced jim you you had a question.
1: Yeah, I'm curious. Well, now I have a couple. Of, is One is, the, I'm sure the writing is beginning in advance. How about the scavenger hunt? Do you have different levels for that? Just kind of kidding. But but in reality, if you're coming, like, say me and Liza come down as a team. Yeah. So I can tell Liza has the scavenger hunt gene in her. She is going to come <laughs> Do you kind of have to have a little bit of local knowledge of, as far as terrain and going off-road? Or can we come mm-hmm. from out of town? And I'm sure we'll have a great time. But what would that be like?
2: I, I'm sure uh, local knowledge is always, might give you a slight advantage in, in some of this, but, you know, because if maybe if you've ridden those areas, Ocotillo Wells, um, up in the hills of Julian and stuff, you know, if you've ridden those areas, maybe you know a little bit about it, but the points of interest are going to be something that you're going to have to go find. Uh, some of them may be, you know, known to most people. Other ones may be not known at all. It might just be a sign on the side of a trail that you're gonna need to, you're gonna need to locate. Uh, but what's cool about it is, you know, we give you this big uh, indestructible map that we got last year, uh, and so uh, you lay it out, everybody's having beers the night before, and you just kind of pick a region and say, hey, you know what, tomorrow, let's concentrate on this region. And what happens is 8 a.m., uh, one of your team members comes in and you clock out, we have an actual clock out machine, and then uh, you go to ride and you got to be checked back in by 5 p.m. So if you check out after 5 p.m., you're going to lose mm-hmm. some points. So it makes everything fair and even. So everybody's got the exact same <laughs> amount of time to ride. And, and yeah, everybody's uh, everybody's hanging out around the campfire and, and uh, kind of putting their strategy together as to where they're going to go.
0: Well, there's another thing that is going on at this event that I'm looking forward to. And I believe that has to do with Lance Thomas. Is this still happening? Adventure Brothers and some uh, training?
5: Yes, yes, absolutely. Yep, Lance Thomas is out there. Um, he's been with us for the last couple of years, actually. And um, last year was probably by far um, the most successful. And I think it was just based on, um, you know, word of mouth and the popularity of, of you know, people realizing, again, mm-hmm. with that inclusivity, that they didn't need to be expert adventure writers to attend. Um, right. In fact, they could come and take training on the spot
0: yeah and so for our listeners out there you may remember a friend of the show sean thomas from uh, bmw who's uh into adventure riding and is always there at the bmw uh the gs trophy stuff like that well lance is his brother and the two of them uh do training so um very knowledgeable in in training and i'm looking forward to that so looks like you can sign up for that pay a little bit extra and get some some uh training small group training i assume with lance
5: correct yep correct in fact um we had quite a few people take advantage of that and then what was interesting is a few people that hadn't originally signed up for that training found out about it the first night you know kind of after everyone was done riding and then just went ahead and signed up because, you know, it's, it, it was just, it's just the idea of, you know, continual improvement and, uh, you know, development, personal development when it comes to riding skills and everybody, regardless of skill level that joined his, his class walked away with, with something. Um, and yeah, everyone was super stoked on it and, and most everyone took what he taught and used it out in the field for the scavenger hunt that same day or the next day and That's super uh, cool. A had, great great that. yeah, had this, a really great time with that oh, yeah
1: had a really great time with that those guys are silly the thomas brothers are a silly couple of fellas boy the videos <laughs> they make <laughs> go knock
6: yeah i've always found out like these kinds of uh rides and rallies or whatever are super supportive and so i think it's definitely worth people's while you know
2: yeah. Last year we had a, we had a great mechanic that uh, was there and he was there to support people. You know, if if they had issues with their bikes, cause our whole thing is, Hey, you come down for three days. We want you to be able to ride all three. Mm-hmm. So we had a mechanic there and that guy was uh, amazing to help get people back on the trail. Uh, awesome. It's been a joy to watch this thing grow to a uh, big community area. You know, we had a, now you can also purchase the food package. So, uh, which was really cool to see last year. It seemed like, most people purchased it, and which brought everybody together in the evenings. You know, after riding around the campfire, uh, play one night we watched the BDR uh, film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kickoff that last night, you know, the award ceremony and all that stuff. We had a we had a great live band playing there. Uh, people were dancing. It was just a really cool experience, and it's it's great to see this thing grow and uh, hear people talk about it. We love hearing uh what people thought what suggestions they give us for next year and we really like to take those into account and try and apply them
0: well and let's talk about cost again because this is so affordable so for the for the rally for the adventure rally 85 dollars or 170 if you want the food package and that's for what three days of uh food
2: Four days of food Four actually of food. It was bre- yeah. breakfast and dinner. Uh, you Damn. know, lunches on lunches on you. Uh, some people some people are hardcore and they want all the points they can get, and mm-hmm. they're eating just uh, whatever they packed in their pack. And other people, like Tim and I, one year uh, were like, "Hey, we went and got a great burger and an apple pie and julian." You know, mm-hmm. for lunch. So it all depends <laughs> on which way you want to do it.
0: Well, and the thing I really like to um, we talked about how affordable all these are, but. We've got a special deal for our listeners, too.
5: Yes. What? Yes, yeah, we yeah, do. Ab- absolutely. Yeah, well, you know, we're so appreciative of being, you know, invited to come and chat with you guys um, that we wanted to offer the the Misfits uh, a 20% off uh, code what? for, yep, uh, there for all of our events. So, uh, yeah, between now and, and May 15th, uh, if you enter Misfits 20 uh, at checkout, then you'll get that 20%. Uh, off nice. any, any and all events that, uh, that we talked about.
0: And let's just recap because uh, these are three different events. Highpipemoto.com biltoride and advrally.com how did you get that domain advrally
5: yeah well in fact uh, w- well well before i was with the organization uh, the the adventure rally's been around for a while and they they snatched that up so so
0: yeah go to any of these um, and get your tickets and ch- and ch- check out type in misfit's 20 uh, code is good till may 15th Yes. So you got two weeks to sign up. But you guys already said if it gets canceled, you guys are going to offer refunds.
5: Yeah, absolutely. So um, there's one, you know, I'll give the caveat just so full disclosure. um, It's one thing that's out of our control. There's a $3 uh, Mm -hmm. processing fee that comes with the transaction when you sign up that cannot, uh, it's not part of the refund. So $3, you know, you're on the hook for three bucks. Um, but, uh, but otherwise, yeah, it's, you know, we're offering refunds, um, or reschedule, you know, if, if you, if we reschedule the date and it works for you, great, you know, we'll apply the, the the funds over. If not, you'll get a refund and we'll hope to see you uh, next year. And, um, like Mike was asking early on, you know, we're doing our best to communicate, um, via social, via website, um, email, uh, just to let everyone know kind of the status of everything and, um, but we're operating under the assumption that everything's still a go. And so all the dates that we just talked about are, are all set, um, live and, um, you know, if anything changes, we'll let you know, hopefully not fingers crossed, you know, this stuff gets lifted and we can get back yeah. out there and rally right. together with each other.
6: What's your Instagram as far as your social media goes? Cause that's pretty
5: sure. Thanks yeah, for asking. Could- We can throw out we can throw out all of
2: them. Uh, So High Pipe Moto is at High Pipe Moto uh, for Instagram. Uh, Built to Ride is at Built to Ride Tour, and then for Adventure Rally it's at Adv underscore Rally. And and we're constantly trying to update those things and let you guys know about who's showing up, um, and uh, different events that are going to happen. You know, uh, and any updates. Yep. Well, and
0: well, yep. I want to I want to thank you guys for um giving us a code to give it to our listeners. We love giving stuff uh, to listeners too. And I was wondering if you can help me in giving away Unevil <gasps> evil can evil. Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> I think the winner <laughs> so, is Tim.
6: I think oh. Tim just won. <laughs> so yeah, don't say don't say we never gave you guys nothing. Dude. <laughs>
0: so I don't know if yeah. you guys are following, but the Uh, original evil knievel toy is back and every week we are giving one of these away so um and the way we do this is um we ask a trivia question and people answer via email and they're entered to win last week's question was emma do you remember the question
3: i do indeed is the question was Everybody knows Evel Knievel was a professional stuntman, but that wasn't the first sport he was as a professional. What was that sport and what was the name of his team? What sport did he play and what was the name of the team?
0: Well, we had 11 people give us the correct answer. Um, Oh, well. Everyone said the Butte bombers. I think one person said the butt bombers, which I kinda like.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: I wanna drag well,
6: exactly. <laughs> <butt> bombers. <laughs> Definitely that, the bombers.
3: So <laughs> we're gonna go in, which was a hockey team. Yeah. So uh yeah, Sean and Tim. So um, long before he was messing about with motorcycles, he was a professional hockey player. And of course Evil Can Evil was built uh was built uh, he was born in butte montana yeah. he was a butte guy so
6: you think the concussions had anything to do with his uh craziness <laughs>
3: probably <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um as i wanted to see if you guys can help us um if you guys let's uh, go to sean just so we make it easier um sure I have 11 names written down here, and they're numbered 1 through 11. I just need you to pick a number, 1 through 11. That's going to be the winner.
2: We're going to go lucky number 7.
0: Lucky number (gasps) 7. It's Jenna Novick. (laughs) Yay! Yeah, and this is perfect because Jenna has a young son to play with oh, this with.
2: Oh, that's perfect. Awesome. Yes, that's rad. Exactly. I'm glad that happened. Nice yeah, pick, Jenna,
0: who's actually been on our show. She's an old friend of mine from Atlanta. So congratulations, Jenna. I'm going to send you an Evil evil toy. But we're not done yet because we have next week's question. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this question. You guys don't mm. answer if you know it. But I just want to know if you do know it. All right. Everyone, if you'd like to win an evil Knievel toy, you're gonna send the answer to this question, send it to Recycle Motorcycle garage at gmail.com. And uh, if you get, the, get it correct, you will get an evil Knievel toy, exactly. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys have seen our video, we are having too much fun. If you go onto YouTube and type in Evil can Fly, you'll see the video that, uh, that Jim and I made playing mm-hmm. with that. Uh, so here is the question which actor famously had evil wave a gun in his face while forcing him to read a script. Have you guys heard this story wow. before?
2: I have not.
5: No. Yeah.
0: This was, uh, in his, uh, the, I think the, the evil can movie. Um, and it's in his biography. It's a famous, isn't famous. well, there's a few evil can movies, but yeah. So what actor, what's the name of the actor who had, a uh, Evil wave a gun in his face and force him to read a script. What an audition, right? By gunpoint. That's crazy. So there you go. Send that to Recycle Motorcycle Garage at gmail.com. Well, I wanted to thank you guys for coming on and um, giving us some hope.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely.
1: We will see you there. We will see you there. Yeah,
5: yeah. Yes. You there. I yeah Jim and Liza we're definitely looking to, to see you. Join thank us. Yeah. Yes, please join us uh emma and mike come out to built to ride tour oh heck yeah come on knock Whoop. i know you didn't throw your name out there for anything but if you want to come join us somewhere dude
0: high pipe man knock,
5: high pipe i'll probably do high pipe
0: there you go that yeah, would be be awesome. get out XR. here yeah i got an xr awesome. that's
5: street legal so that'll be fun oh man that would be great and uh and bagel you talk too much so you're not invited to anything <laughs> sorry
0: <laughs> bagel's trying well, to get his scooter back together
5: yeah, when, once I get this run and I'll be there.
2: Yeah, you guys remember on
0: Top Gear when they were doing those like crazy like long distance things and they were being chased by some like horribly wretched car or motorcycle that was their punishment if their car broke down they had to drive this oh, yeah, horrible yes. thing. Yes. Well, that Bagel's going through that right now because if he doesn't get his Vespa back together, he has to take my Honda Elite home.
5: Oh,
6: oh yeah! <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: I, I am that working
6: furiously in is- garage. <laughs> I got
2: a Honda that Elite is- 80. I heard you is- have is- the 150.
0: Oh, I know. I got a 250.
2: Oh, the
3: 250. Okay, oh, no. with a
0: touring the- windshield. Yes. The nice. only
3: bike that was actually styled after a guinea pig. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's not. It's not a good-looking machine. It's not. Does it have the front trunk
2: that opens yeah. up there? Like, oh yeah.
3: Yes, it's, it's definitely it's
0: definitely Disney.
3: chunky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so oh I'm gonna give you guys an option. If you're welcome to stay on with us, if you want, because we are gonna keep talking. We're gonna talk a little more detail about Emma's Goldwing, or if you want to bail out, wow. uh, you're you're good on that too.
5: What would you? Like yeah, I I definitely uh, I would love to stay, but I got uh, the family calling, so I know I'm gonna I'm gonna bail. All right.
2: And and I'm, and there it, with,
5: I'm there with Tim, but I really appreciate you guys having us on. Yeah, yeah. this has been fantastic. Yeah. I can't uh, yeah. Thank you so much.
1: This is awesome. Uh, Thank you.
3: Before you go, Tim, I
1: did
5: want to admire your collection of guitars behind oh, you. I know. Thank you. Thank you so much. Those uh uh those are my father's guitars, and nice. uh fortunately uh it's become a family affair, so both my teenage boys uh play pretty regularly.
3: Nice. That's
0: great. Yeah.
5: Hell yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Well, yeah, thank you guys very much. And um, do stay in touch. Let us know if there are any updates absolutely. to these events. And we will post that. And uh, I'll stay in touch about that adventure rally because I'm uh,
5: stoked. Yes, yes. Can't wait to see you guys there. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. All right. Take All right, care, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thank you All right. Thanks, guys.
0: Cheers.
3: Bye, guys. Thanks, everyone. All right. cheers.
5: Bye.
0: So, Emma. Hello. The Goldwing. Wait, can, can I say something really quick? What what? Uh, uh, like
6: as as a consolation prize, if you don't get an evil Knievel uh, motorcycle stunt yeah. cycle, can can we send them like a thing of lighter fluid so you can make your own <laughs> like bigger fire or something? <laughs> like evil Knievel pyro starter set. You
0: know? <laughs> like some of the black market sparklers we were using.
1: Yeah, totally. The key the key is the the secret oil is tiki torch oil. Oh yes, that's the key for smoke and. <laughs> and longevity
0: yes yeah. exactly yeah we we had too much fun with that um so emma you were on yes, the cleveland moto podcast just knock was and bagel um yep. jim he, did he get you this week i'm just curious he's like he's, who? He, phil he's picking off all my misfits phil. man phil who who's phil? okay good we're, we're safe um you were talking about your goldwing and yes. I, I know you love it when I impersonate you but yeah, do um,
3: it. We, we because have, it's like being <laughs> it, it, you can close your eyes and it's so authentic
0: um we don't talk about it enough but when you were talking about it you're like oh yes darling and I took a a, a tube from a Subaru and I just slapped it on <laughs> and I got a rim from a Harley and then I got a Jixxer caliper and I think the the Yamaha side covers, and you just kind of rattle off all the things you've thrown right. on this bike, and I'm sitting here going, "Oh, hold on, these parts don't just fit."
1: Well, one oh, of them no, was a goblet. It... Tell her about the goblet, Emma.
3: Oh well, yeah. I mean, it has it has got a it's got a it's got a goblet on it <laughs> <laughs> on the turbo.
0: Oh right. Yeah. So. I know from working on bikes myself that it's not that easy to put things together. Like to put a caliper on a bike, it has to fit onto the bracket that's made to mount to that bike. They're not all the same. And side covers, everybody knows about those damn little pointy thingies that always snap off eventually. Right. But they have to fit onto those points on the frame. Um, Yes. Or a Subaru Turbo. You don't just (laughs) bolt it onto your bike magically. I wanted to learn more about your secrets. How do you put things together? Did you say the mirrors are from a Jensen Healey? Am I making that up?
3: Well, no, it's it's actually got, um, it's got a boost gauge on it. And the boost gauge is sitting on the pedestal is the rear view mirror for Jensen Healey. There it is.
6: So, so this is the segment of the podcast called Emma's Secrets.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, do you but, want to know all my secrets, do you?
0: I just want to know, like, uh, all right. So the is it is a jigsaw caliper, right?
3: Um, no, actually, is the it, calipers. No, b- the, the the discs are off of Gixer, oh, okay. a jigsaw, but very very early one, like an old slingshot. Mm. Um, and the reason I use those discs, I mean, everything I do, I try and do for a reason, is. You know, a disc is a disc, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it ain't because no, there's bolt holes. The, well, there's the bolt holes. But what interested me more than anything else is I'm absolutely obsessed with slingshot calipers because mm-hmm. uh, slingshot discs because the carriers in the middle, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 alloy part has got big round holes in it. And for Are they invented bit- rotors? Those, there's like yeah, oh, yeah.
6: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Those things are awesome. Uh,
3: but they've got the, the, the center part that actually connects the wheel. You know, it's got big round holes in it. And for mm-hmm. a vintage bike, especially if you had wire wheels, spoke wheels, you know, these holy rotors look really, really good. So that's how I wanted to do it. So, you know, if you want to focus on the discs, um, what I had to do was I had to get – um, these Jigsa discs onto a Honda Hub, because I was using the standard Honda Hub. And the biggest issue was the Honda Hub had six holes, and the Jigsa discs had five. So you're like, oh, bloody hell. So the first thing you need to do is you center the disc. Mm-hmm. And you center the disc. I made a little adapter on my lathe to center it. And then I drilled new holes in it. So now it's got 11 <laughs> holes in it because it's got the original six. So it can fit, it's, it's a got universal got ri- amount. It will fit anything. Well, but <laughs> then you bolt it on, it works, but it mm-hmm. looks like shit because it's got all these redundant holes mm-hmm. in it. And so now, all, so now what am I going to do is, um, so I made a little stainless steel plate that fits over the redundant holes. Mm-hmm. So it all looks very congruous. And, you know, it's it all distills down to the same thing. So you've got, like, let's use the side panel analogy. Yeah. If you've got a side panel that you want to put on a frame and it doesn't line up, you've got two choices. You change the side panel or you change the frame. And you take whichever is easier. And it, it, it might be changing the frame. Given the choice between changing a plastic side panel and changing the frame, I'll always change the frame. It's far easier because you just hack off the bracket and just tack weld it on where you need it. If you want to start pulling plastic mounts off the side panel and re-welding them back on, that gets quite tricky. So you just go for the easiest. The, the biggest pride that I take in my custom bikes and it took me a while to get a, to get there is the ability to step back and look at them as I'm building them and not just look at the details cuz i love little de- you know i love mm-hmm. little details big picture but look, stuff. At the, but look at the bigger picture how's yeah. it sitting is it long enough is it low enough does it sit high in the back does it sit high in the front and actually make a pretty bike when you stand back and look at it. And, you know, when I'd go to the custom shows in the seventies, there was a lot of builders back then. And there were some really, really great builders. And there was a couple of other builders and you'd look at the bike and you'd look at it closely and it had beautiful components on it. Um, And they'd either be really high quality bought components or high quality made components and you do a close-up of the bike, and it was absolutely gorgeous. And then you'd step back and look at it and think, oh, there's something wrong about that thing. Either the rake was too high or the, you know, knock. Yeah, you're about to say something.
6: Yeah, relating this to cars, this is how I think. Uh, some some people look at wheels in the showroom, and then they put them on their cars, and they just look like dog shit because they can't see the overall picture of what wheels look like on certain kinds of cars, you know?
3: Right, exactly. And remember, when you customize a bike or when you customize a car or when you choose what clothes you're going to wear, it's a very, very personal interpretation of your own style. Um, I painted the Goldwing the perfect color for that bike. I know Liza's scratching scratching ahead. Can you give us a walk, walk around? around? Can you give us a walk around? An exclusive walk around? Since
0: no, not. No, land, like, no, we're not getting it. into the whole project now. Just no, no, part. because you know yeah. it's
3: it will be revealed. Mm-hmm. It's going to be revealed at a public show. You know, I was go- I was going to reveal it at the Quail, but that mm-hmm. went the way of the dodo. So well, that's inappropriate.
1: <laughs> I I got a question, Emma. Yes. Could you walk us through I am just curious, like it, it was so beautiful because you do have the goblet, which I was kinda of laughing about as the intake onto the turbo. We talk about the placement of the turbo, actually where it sits in the bike, and what happens from the turbo to I think your custom made exhaust. It's quite fascinating what happens from when the air gets sucked in from to where the, the air gets pushed out in the sense of what you made.
3: Yeah, well I mean it's all made because you know, you don't um Nothing. you can't buy anything for it. So the way a turbo works is it's um, a turbine, hence turbo. And there's actually two turbines. One is driven and one drives. So the one that's driven is driven by the exhaust gas. So the first thing you need to do is you need to take your exhaust and you've got to figure out how to plumb the exhaust so it can drive the turbo. Now in the case of my Goldwing, that's the second placement for the turbo. My original placement for the turbo was going to be underneath, right underneath the swing arm, and I was just going to drive the exhaust straight into it and then have the turbo um, blowing up into the engine. What stopped me there is the turbo needs an oil feed. And the trouble is, if you have a very low-mounted turbo, you need a means of getting the oil back up into the engine. So I would have had to have a second oil pump just for the turbo. So I thought, oh, screw that. This is getting way too complicated. So what I did was I put the turbo... It's basically... A Goldwing doesn't have a gas tank. It has what's called a shelter that looks like a tank. It's basically got an empty box. So the turbo is underneath the back of the the what looks like the gas tank. So that's where it lives. It lives high. It's right underneath the joint of the front of the seat and the back of the gas tank. So that's where the turbo lives. How far,
6: how far is it from the exhaust, the turbo? A um, couple of feet. About okay. two
3: feet. Yeah, okay. so it's close. Okay. Um, how many pounds are you thinking of making out of that thing? What would you say? I, I can make as ma- I can make as many pounds as I want. A lot when people talk about turbos, um, you know, any turbo that you buy can make up to twenty pounds. I mean, you wouldn't want to ride twenty pounds on the street. Sure. But what determines the amount of boost that actually goes into the engine is your wastegates and your blow off valve, and your wastegates basically when your turbo builds up to say in my case I said it at 12 pounds in the intake it sends a, a vacuum signal or in my case a pressure signal to the wastegates and said blow it off and so the wastegates open and all the exhaust gases come out of the wastegates and not into the turbo so it cuts off the pressure are you going
6: to are you going to install a turkey gobbler on the wastegate <laughs> well mine
3: <laughs> um well mine no that's the blow-off valve yeah yeah no mine's got a snee. mine's got a sneezy little blow-off valve that kind of <laughs> it goes shoo it sounds like a really loud sneeze and it's nice. it's like a little trumpet on the front so it's got um my waist gates are really loud because normally a wastegate, when it dumps, it goes back through the exhaust. Mine is just completely open. So when the wastegate's open, it sounds like somebody having an accident in their trousers.
0: I'm,
6: I'm excited. I want to hear this thing. How
3: perfect for you. Yes. Um, but, but so- you know, it, that's what it distills down to. I mean, you, you, you have a choice. You, you have a component, mm-hmm. and you want to put the component there. And it, yeah, it could be a turbo, it could be a fender, it could be a disc, doesn't matter. What is your easiest route? Do you modify the component or do you modify the bit where it's going?
0: So I've heard you say two things and I think are part of the answer here. One of them was lathe and the other was welder. Yes. So what uh, are those two of the main tools that you're using to make things fit together?
3: Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, I'm, uh, I'm a very, very marginal machinist, but I'm a good finisher and I'm a very, very marginal welder, but, but I'm a great grinder. So, so
1: I'm curious, I was down in your shop the other day and then I got to see Taboo. Yeah, you thing. actually got the to pain. see
3: it in the flesh and I saw your pupils <laughs> get really
1: big. Oh, all of us, all of us, did. the paint is beautiful. Um, I totally forgot what I was going to ask because I got so excited about seeing tubo <laughs> Oh, and um, the front fender. Talking about like the skills it takes to do. It seemed basic, but it's probably more complicated than it looked. The front fender with that fender with the brace you built on it. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of stuff you would see on old British desert sleds.
3: Yeah, it's kind of got that feel to it, and I wanted when I built that bike. It's a 1975 bike, and I wanted to keep that flavor. When you see it, you're obviously looking at a very, very old bike. You're looking at a 45-year-old bike, and I wanted to, to kind of retain that flavor. But, you know, I wanted the modern stuff on it. I wanted the big rotors. I wanted the radial tires. But I wanted wire spoke wheels, and the front fender is a perfect example of that. Because I liked the desert sled look from the 60s with the big braces. But I wanted it to have a certain elegance to it. And of course, back in the 70s, there was a lot of chrome on bikes. So I made the hoops, um, and I just got the diameter about right. And then I basically assembled it on the bike. So um it's very very difficult to describe what the, fen- the fender brace looks like on this thing but it it's kind of two very very burly hoops that go in f- one in front and one behind the forks that you could kind of think of them as fender stays but they're a lot burlier they're like 1 inch diameter it, that's really thick-walled tubing, and it really stiffens up the forks. But what I actually did was I assembled the forks in their triple trees, I put the axle in, and then I did the final weld on the braces with it in situ, so the alignment almost took care of itself. And then I hung the fender off them. And it all fits together very, good, very well. But you see, that fender is a great example. That fender was for a 21-inch Harley front wheel. And I'm running 17s on it. So I had to pound the fender to match the diameter of the wheel. Because, you know, it's, it's got to look like it belongs there. When I first bolted it on, the diameter was just crazy wrong. And it was kind of sitting up at the front, sitting up at the back, like a piece of toast that was curling up. And so I had to pound it down, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to screw up the the finish on it or the yeah. the natural curve. Yeah. So I, I made. I can't a imagine
1: buck. how you do that. How you how you pound it without messing up the finish or natural curve? I can't even imagine.
3: I did it on my knee. <laughs> there you go. I, <clears> I throat> actually throat> I actually did it on my knee, There's and I thought if I hit it too hard, it'll bloody hurt. So, um, I used. Um, a hide mallet and I kind of had it on my knee and I was drawing it round and whacking it as I went I'm like oh fucking hell that hurts a lot I'm hitting it too hard (laughs) and that's how I got it to that shape oh my god but the you know but the but here's the eccentricity of my build is if you look at that bike you'll say it is a pure cafe racer and to a certain extent, it is, but it's got high handlebars on it. And I was so determined hmm. to keep the original turn signals on it.
1: Oh my God, and they're you... huge. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like What well, did you get these off an RV? They they are the, r- they're, they're like the size of a tennis ball. I hate them. The What's that,
3: Mike?
4: I, yeah, exactly. I, I hate them. You remember Dave's? I've been hamming on him for, and his is from the 80s, so that looks like E.T.'s fucking head coming out of the front of his bike, and I just want to rip them fucking things. I gave him, like, three or four different pairs. And it was like,
3: please, you're killing me. Take these fucking lights off. I guarantee <coughs> you, you have never seen turn signals as big as these things. They're so they huge.
6: There's one thing that you do very much appreciate about your build is you try to make it look like factory- Back, yes. you know what I mean. Like,
3: I mean, something
6: that the company would have done, you know,
3: right? Exactly. That's- and the original concept for the Goldwing, even though there's none of the bodywork, um, that's standard anymore, I mean, the shelters come off another bike, the tail fairings come off another bike. I wanted to do it in factory colors, I wanted to do it in Antares red with a scarlet and orange pinstripe like it was when it left the factory. And my very, very dear friend Mike said, don't. Not least, it won't look special because it'll just look like a factory bike. And if you enter it in a show, everyone's just going to walk past it because they say that's just a stock Goldwing and they won't have a clue what you've done to it. Mm. Um, Paint it in a crazy color. And I did.
0: So, all right, I have a question specifically about the seat. What is the seat off of?
3: Oh, uh, the 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 base is. I made the base. Okay. I just made the base out of sheet steel. But the hump is off a Triumph Street Cup.
0: And how did you attach that to the bike?
3: So what I did, um, I made the base, and then I got the base to where I wanted it to sit correctly on the bike, mm-hmm. and then. The hump, I drilled the sides of the hump at the very, very front, put a single screw in, and then I welded a little nut in the back of the seat base where it kind of curls over the side. So, you know, basically I had a a freestanding hump on the back. So if I want to put things in there, I can. There's room for a battery in there and some electrics and, you know, a sandwich or something or my stash, you know, I've got room back there. And if I want to get in there, I just need an Allen key to get in there. Nice.
1: What I'll say, this is when I saw the bike and, and Emma kind of brushed over this or whatever, is that the the cafe racer feel. I mean, think about that. for a second. this is a gold wing that she's like, yeah, it kind of has a cafe racer feel to it But that little tail cowling that or whatever it is, that is, really gives the bike that cafe look it's very aggressive and kind of forward standing with the handlebars and all that but that little cowling on the back is 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 key
3: yeah and that was a kind of look i got by accident jim because there's we had a conversation about this bike on the misfits about a month ago and i said i'm running out of real estate at the front
0: hey emma Yes. I don't mean to interrupt you, but Mike's got to go, so I want to say goodnight. Oh, Mike, goodnight, he's, Mike. he's got Freya with, with him and got, has to put I the daughter you. down. He's got daddy duty. Yeah. Gotta, bye, Mikey. Go, say, Freya. say bye, Mike.
6: Say bye, Mike. Night, say Freya. To Thanks for the members.
0: Bye. <laughs>
3: bye. Bye, Freya. bye sweetheart. Bye. All right. Bye. See
0: you, Mike. Bye, you, Mike.
3: All, All right. right. What, a char- yes, what a charming child.
0: Yeah, that a- that tail looks really good on the bike.
3: Yeah, um, and so you know, it's it's kind of got a cafe look, but it's not at all formulaic. It's it's a cafe build, but it's got giant friggin' turn signals. It's got high handlebars. It's it's it's
1: its own thing. Did you keep the gas tank or whatever you call it? Oh no, because the turbo
3: lives where the, where the gas tank.
1: Yeah cuz that that's one thing I find hard to do is to match up the gas tank with the seat so that there's a nice flow to that. What'd you do with the gas tank?
3: Well, the the gas tank on a Goldwing is under the seat. So that's right. where the kind of the turbo lives now or the plumbing for the turbo. So yeah. what I'm having yeah. to do is is I'm making a fuel cell that goes under the shelter at the front. And it's going to the fuel cell's going to kind of sit on top of the plenum chamber on the engine. So It's It's just going to be a little box. The weakest part of that bike is it's going to be its fuel capacity (laughs) because I really haven't got much room for more than a gallon, gallon and a half of fuel. So if I go on a run, I'm always going to be looking for fuel. I think so,
0: I think we got to wrap up this because we're going to have continuing stories from the Gold Wing. Um, but mm-hmm. I wanted to thank you because I know when you just rattle stuff off like that, there's there's tricks and there's secrets and there's things yeah, that you're doing, I mean, and that's what really makes an exceptional builder somebody who can Emma's put these things secrets. together seamlessly.
3: All my secrets, there's. The thing I, I, I'm really the proudest of, of all of my builds, is I try and include an elegance to them. It, it's very, very important to me that, you know, there, there's, there's a style, there's a flair, there's an elegance to the build. Um, it's, it's very, very important. So thank you. Thank you, darling. Yeah,
0: I want to get more information, and, and I I need to go see the bike. Um, hey, you guys, real quick, I wanted to make some announcements. Um, Santa Cruz Moto Film Festival, it's a thing. It, it was thing. supposed to be yesterday. Oh, yeah. It's another one of these events that got canceled, mm-hmm. but that didn't stop us from having the judges view the films because we already had it curated. We had a lot of great films. And we've got some winners that we announced. I wanted to share these. You
3: know what? We're judging you right now in podcast land. We are judging you.
0: And a big thanks to all the judges who participated (laughs) and to all the filmmakers who submitted their films. There were even some great films that we couldn't even select to play.
3: Um, Can I just say something before you say anything else? I was one of the judges, Mm -hmm. as was Jim. And Bagel. And Bagel. And the standard of Every single film, it just blew me out of the water how beautifully filmed all of these things were. Um, it was, I was absolutely blown out of the water by the submissions. I really was. It, the standard was far higher than I expected, right?
0: So, I am going to announce, uh, first in the category of most inspirational this went roll, to please. the racer uh which is yeah. a great movie um out of scotland about oh, this aye. young woman who races aye. and her dad yeah. is her her crew chief uh you know b- engine builder and everything and it's about her racing but it's also about the relationship that they have and right. him empowering her to to race and it was a really great movie to see that relationship between them
1: that's I right because like, like I, you know, I raise kids too. And it's like, you can tell there's a lot of, of dynamic that goes on and how close those two were mm-hmm. and the passion they both had. And we've, you know, you can see that stuff goes sideways sometimes, yeah. but it still worked for them. And to see how happy she was and how happy they both were when you win. <laughs> anyway, it was a great movie. I thought the video, videography was great.
3: I had a complaint. There were not sufficient kilts <laughs> all porridge oats in that film. It was a Scottish mm, film yeah. that needed to be not even a wee
1: of, drama.
3: See, I want porridge oats. I voted it
0: no- best foreign language
1: film. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I.
5: <laughs>
1: I didn't get what you mean last.
0: a um, next category best short, and this was a really cool one. This one is called broken tooth aka broken oh, tooth
3: yeah that was loony. Uh, loony.
0: yeah this one is about Dude. this guy oliver who rides up in northern canada and he's, he, a kilt.
1: He's, he was wearing a kilt in three feet of snow
0: he's riding on like ice roads and stuff and doing extreme riding um it's like 30 degrees below he actually has he froze his cornea <laughs> And was like blind for a while. This is extreme riding. He didn't writing. Take his
1: helmet off for like t- half an hour because it was frozen it was to his frozen face. It was
0: frozen to his face. I know. Um, like, <laughs> and actually, uh, we provided a link so that you can watch Broken Tooth. He, he gave us a link and we are sharing it um, on our recycle page. Oh, it looks like it Knock funny. had to go.
1: So yeah, Knock is out.
0: He's got to go poop. Uh, go poop. Um, so, congratulations to Oliver and Broken Tooth. And then for our. Our winner for the uh, feature was actually a tie between two films. Uh, the first one was Northeast BDR, any BDR. What this is, is the back road discovery routes. And they go out on these adventure bikes and they plot out these amazing roads through different areas in, uh, in the United States and right. provide them to people so that they can go do the same trips that are part um, small town pavement, part dirt. Some of it is uh, they have different splits. And this one Featured our own friend Jocelyn Snow,
3: hometown um, girl and friend of the podcast, Miss Snow. Yeah,
0: it's a very well produced. Um, so that one is called yeah. Any, and you Any know, BDR. The, the,
3: the yeah. scenery was just absolutely oh, yeah, it was beautifully
1: stunning, done. just stunning. And my favorite my was comment on that one. I'm sorry, I'll say my comment on that is um, Jocelyn Snow's enthusiasm for motorcycling was contagiously intoxicating. And I really wanted to go ride motorcycles after Jocelyn stoked me out after that. Okay. I was going to
0: say was, her shit talking yeah. was my favorite.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
6: <laughs> but The, the, the part that, that I really liked the most was there was, there was one, one
2: section where she was really having a tough time getting through. And then she finally got it
0: and she went, got through it. I was just like, yeah, go Jocelyn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So congratulations uh, for the people over at the, um, back road discovery route. Um, And then that tied with Motorcycle Man, the movie about Dave Roper, who has been racing every year for like 43, 42 years now, who I met here at Laguna Seca.
1: That was inspirational. I kind of, on the side, I weighted films a little bit heavy on how much I wanted to go ride motorcycles after I watched them. And after watching, Dave Roper is the, uh, you know, the vintage racer, Two-stroke man. Mm-hmm. He makes his own he makes his own ham sandwiches in his van and he races motorcycles all the time. I he was fascinating. I thought the story was fascinating. You well, know, I was, I what, made it,
3: what made it for me is Dave is so likable. Yeah. He is such a likable character. And I'm not suggesting for a moment that everybody else and all the other films weren't, but there's just such an openness and warmth to him. And it, that really made it for me, that film. It's just who he was. Well, you want to know what's, a good way to what's put it.
0: full circle that I love about this. You guys may or may not recall. Daniel, the filmmaker who made Motorcycle Man, he was on our podcast like a year ago when he was, uh, I think it was a little over a year, when he was raising the funds to do the movie Motorcycle Man. And he mm. we did an interview and we donated to uh, the fun to help make the movie that then came and won an award at our festival. So how cool mm. is that? So um, motorcycle man. So any um, BDR is, you can find it on Vimeo. They do have a small fee to pay to see it. And I believe it is going to be coming out streaming on one of the large streaming sites. I can't say just yet.
1: Yes, Jim. Hey, Liza, are you gonna are you gonna make mention of the other films? Because I thought all the submissions were quite courageous and fun to watch. And anyway, yeah.
0: Um- and then Motorcycle Man is not available publicly yet either. A lot These are newer films that are still working the circuit. Um, and same with The Racer. It's not available to publicly view. That one was affiliated with BBC and had funding. And they can't just put things for free um, well, uh, while it's still making the rounds. But you can watch Broken Tooth. And we did put that up on Recycle. And I'm going to say there is one other that I think you guys want to give an honorable mention to. Because both of you, Emma and Jim, you both said this was one of your favorites.
3: You know what? It's got to be... Boutonniere. Boutonniere. If you haven't seen Boutonniere yet, and this is the submission from The Handsome Asians, mm-hmm. just up the road in San Francisco, it is an extraordinary film. Um, watch it. It's a, it's a wonderful story. It's gloriously acted um you know what i my own personal thing is i think it's i'm not saying it's aging i think maybe they could update the soundtrack a tiny bit maybe but it's consistently my favorite motorcycle film um i don't know what what could you add to it jim
1: well i'll say i it i will not it I had it for my f- favorite film. It was tied with another favorite film. Um, as was mine. Yeah, and uh, so I typed it tied for first. And what I liked about the handsome Asian Jim Steve film, um, and they've had a couple, you know, the Rattler, um, and a couple more that are worth seeing as well. And you can find these. Is it was a story that was unique. I had the the premise. It is not a story I'd heard before, and what was nice about it, I watched it with a friend of mine, who's dear, who does not ride motorcycles because
0: oh, Hold on, who's, we got a lot of exterior noise coming in. Bagel and all, can you mute? Thank you.
1: And uh, so my friend had a had a friend get killed on a bike in early age, and this movie speaks to that. And it was interesting because I could see her wincing as we were watching the film. Uh, there's death in it, right? I'll just say that. And it comes full circle in a way that was very unexpected. So I, I, I was stoked on the fact that it was very creatively written, and and they took a lot of time to edit the movie. There was a lot of effort put into it. I love Knox right on his motorcycle. That's awesome. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of effort put into the editing. I can only imagine how much film was on the on the editing room floor. And to me, you know, that's not the impressive part. The impressive part is what they kept, and when they made the edits, and how they made the edits were really well-timed. And it was just a bunch of knuckleheads like us making a movie. So I thought it was courageous. It was awesome. So boot Emma, here, Emma. That's my thoughts.
3: Yeah, uh, same with me. And of course, I've got to have a shout out to the Handsome Asians. They did an extraordinary job of directing myself and Liza <laughs> in <laughs> short. Um, the, I remember the acting that. is, is the that acting a possible that's possible. Direct Liza. That's a thing. <laughs> I wasn't. Oh gonna. no! I was not. No, good. I think she
1: wrote the script.
3: No, it was wonderful. It'll bring tears to your eyes. He had drone
1: footage on that.
0: Hey guys, yes. I, I hate to wrap this up. Um, But we are running short on time. So, yeah, um, we posted the videos that we could share. Thank you to to the judges. Thank you to everyone submitted. Um, And we're already working on organizing our next film festival. So we'll be announcing that soon. It's going to be in August. Um, But uh, another quick announcement. So you guys know the T-shirts that have been going out to all the to the Patreon supporters. I have some extras to sell we're limited run but if anyone is interested in buying one of our new t-shirts if you go to our recycle page on facebook you'll see the 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 uh image that i created i had an artist create that it looks pretty cool um i've got sizes. can i get a dibs on medium you well yeah you better get it fast because i don't i only have a couple um Medium Shit. through 3XL I have available. If you would like to get that, just send a payment to RecycleMotorcycleGarage@gmail.com at gmail.com uh, via PayPal and provide your address and what size you want. If we are out of that size, I will refund you mm-hmm. immediately and let you know. But RecycleMotorcycleGarage@gmail.com, at gmail.com, PayPal, 25 bucks. Tell me what size, and I will get you a shirt until they run out. So, yeah, knock. you better get down here. Get a shirt from me
1: um it'll do i'll set one aside
0: um so hey we got two emails i want to read real quick okay First one. You guys remember our friend Daria who came and met us up in San Francisco? Daria from Tokyo. Don't
1: forget her. Heck yeah.
0: She says, hey there, misfits. So my summer plans for a West Coast moto trip were foiled by the Rona. I was hoping to get a chance to swing by the garage and say hello, but alas, such is life. The silver lining is that I got to spend my lazy lockdown days catching up on the misadventures of my favorite misfits. Happy to hear that you guys are staying COVID safe while incorporating a reason dose of irresponsibility with epic backyard fire antics for evil. Uh, She says she managed to squeeze in a dirt bike trip in Indonesia before the pandemic took off and she proudly sported her motorcycles and misfits t-shirt the whole way. There's a picture. Yeah. That's great. exactly she says it is infused with five years of dirt sweat and adventure and has been a good luck charm on multiple off-road rides around asia
3: that's great isn't
0: that great that's the way our shirt should be worn man i like like knock who uses it for a diaper i haven't figured that one out yet (laughs) (laughs) super absorbent is it (laughs) knock i
6: would say so time will (laughs) tell
0: All right. Got time for one more. And this one is from Adam Jones. And uh, this one, this one cracks me up. Um, Good day, gang. Good day, (laughs) Adam. (laughs) Hope hope you're doing well and great work on keeping the show on the road. I have a question. Reason my charging system. I have a 2010 Vulcan 900cc. I've heard Miss Emma talking in the past how a crook battery can bugger up other parts of your charging system. Is the Vulcan one of these bikes? I've had three or four occasions where I've had to jumpstart it from my car question i attempted to remove the battery from said bike of the weekend it took a bit because the battery looked like it was pregnant crikey what would cause this <laughs> i'm in the process of getting another here's a pick for your reference thanks for an entertaining show keeping up the great work jonesy from madura victoria Damn. australia
2: well if, so, well if you find
3: your battery's pregnant you got to keep it away from the wallabies. <laughs> So you know, can you, speak, you, you know, it like can a see? boil? can you can you can I see that picture
0: let's see if I can show you uh can you see
3: oh my
6: god that battery is on swallow patrol <laughs>
3: yeah. it, um so what happened to the battery? So what happened to the battery? And it's it's a not uncommon problem with sealed for life batteries. Okay. Um his bike is overcharging. Your bike is overcharging, Adam. And it's quite a common problem with Kawasaki's. So what you need to do is number one, you need a new battery. Mm. Um Motor battery isn't a bad battery. You know where I'm at with my USes. It's To me, it's UASA it. or nothing. I think you're going to be into a regulator rectifier as well. So what you need to do, put your new battery on there, get a good quality voltmeter. Get the battery up to operating temperature. That's the key and then put the voltmeter on and rev the bike. And the voltmeter should go up to about 14 volts, maybe 14 and a half, and stop. I have a horrible suspicion yours is going to go up to 14 and a half, 15, 16, 17. And if it does, you need a new regulator rectifier. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, everything everything's distills down. Generally, you know, good rectifiers don't just go bad. I think it's been trying to work a, a very cooked battery for a long time, which is why it's probably given up the ghost. So, um, sorry, Adam, I think you're going to be into a bit of money with this one. Nock, what you got?
6: Yeah, did he mention that he was charging it with his car? And I was wondering yes. if he had his car on while he was charging the bike. Um I was wondering if that might have been an issue too or no I think he, or
3: I think he said he just had to jump it he just had to yeah, jump okay. it off his car um, okay you know and it's which came first the chicken or the egg I mean yeah, you know, sure. did the battery get knackered and take out the regulator rectifier or did the reg rec go out and take out the battery it's it's one or the other but if you know hey the charging system may be fine with a one with a decent battery in it. I don't think it will be. I think he's going to have to put a regulator rectifier on that bike. So
0: I'm going to um, offer an alternative
3: to this. Yes, um,
0: yes. Add lots more lights.
3: Ooh, that's one. <laughs> just I like just
0: it. use up all that extra energy. So this like is it. go for visibility, add it. extra lights. There you go.
3: I've got it I've got a similar lighter plan. <laughs> is remove all the bulbs from your bike, which are twelve volt, and replace them with domestic light bulbs, which I think in <laughs> Australia are two two hundred and forty volt bulbs. And these will act as electrical sinks. They look like little and suns. <laughs> yes, they'll be like little suns. Uh, yeah, Adam. It's. Uh, I wish I had better news for you. I mean, it's know a Volca 900 is a bloody wonderful bike so don't just let a little hiccup like this get you down but i think you definitely need a battery you know that i think you're going to be into another component as well good luck mate and please keep us posted
0: well there you go um and you know we didn't talk much about uh, the fact that we did open the garage today emma what what did you think did it go well
3: yeah i think it went well i mean it was a subdued start i think a lot of people are feeling it out but oh boy it felt good being back there um
0: it did and i'm gonna admit like at first my stance was only people working on bikes can come this isn't a social thing but i mean really the garage is a social thing a lot of people did show up and i i've never been so happy to see jeremy i'll tell you that but oh, it, it, but it was everybody great. was wearing their masks all them their back. gloves i know and uh everybody was standing standing six feet apart for the most part. And it was just fun. It was at one point Bagel was working on on the scooter in the tent and I was sitting like at the corner of the tent and then somebody else is at the other corner of the tent and then somebody went to the other corner. Like we all kind of found a spot to nest and keep our distance but still be social.
3: Well, you know, here in California, we've been doing this for nearly six weeks now, so we better be getting pretty bloody good at it by now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. I swung swung by the day. I didn't plan on staying just because I'm like, no, it's not the right thing to do. I just wanted to kind of see what it was like. And I ended up staying for like, I don't know, half an hour. Um, and it was quite pleasant. Everyone distanced. People had masks. Um, I thought it was responsibly done. So good job.
0: And that's the point, I think. I mean, that was a good test today. I think we can do this. And we provided um, wipes so people could wipe down tools. And they had their, their tubs to put the tools there in. You know who didn't put away their tools or clean them after they used them?
3: um and do you know why because you yelled at me you yelled you at me and you said you said you need to go home now and you left all
0: the stuff on the couch you were supposed to take with
3: you i know and you um, left all I your just, tools out so i know because you know. yelled at me and you said i, I had to leave now um I know. can i just broach the thing on the couch i have had some of the loveliest letters and Really the most charming letters.
0: There they are right there next to Bagel.
3: There you go. <laughs> uh, there. And i read I every really single one. Color. And my promise to you is everyone is going to get their Amazon sticker. If you have sent me or are going to send me a stamped addressed envelope, I, will, I am going to send you Amazon stickers. At the moment, my printer is closed down indefinitely because of, you know, I think he might have got the Rona. But nevertheless, the printer's closed. Clap. As soon as the um, as soon as the printer opens, he's going to do me a new batch of Emma's Army stickers, and I'm going to get them all out to you. So please, thank you for being patient. Please don't think that I'm ignoring you all. Um, they they really are. They're lovely letters. Thank you all so much. There you
0: go. So I I think uh, that was a good test. We're gonna continue next weekend and i have a question for bagel i see you have your hand raised jim One sec. i have a question for bagel he's still in the garage i'm about to go out there so bagel here's a question yes what are you riding home a vespa or a honda elite well <clears throat> i'm going to show you what i'm going to be riding home right now oh let's see roll please there it is oh, oh, all back together it is a vespa awesome well so, done. yep i uh, no, my, my home tonight.
3: Thank you. And it should stay a, a lot better. I sure hope so.
0: Should we tell him about the grease on his head? No. Just let him go home like that.
1: Okay. Yes. <laughs> hey, that's like war paint. That's straight up war paint because he's a bad motherfucker. All right,
0: Jim. What do you have to that's, add? I thought we were going to
1: talk about tools tonight. No. Yeah, we ran out of time. We're going to say that. got are up here. I got we're up here. Oh I my gonna... god, <laughs> Jim. <laughs> I was good. Gonna... I was going to show the tool I had.
0: All right, just for that, I'm sharing this video with everyone.
1: We we don't want to see your tool, Jim.
0: Just for that, I'm sharing the video. Good night. <laughs> yeah.
1: Is this a question?
0: <laughs> oh, we'll talk well, my, more.
2: My my tool will be waiting here for you, Jim. No. Whenever you need a it.
1: I think I may be swinging by in the next couple of days.
2: I'll bet you are. Yeah, I'd it's pick a heavy that. tool as
1: well. You- I had it in my hand earlier.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a handful, isn't it?
3: It's quite. <laughs> um, do you, would you two like a room alone or something? Oh, my
0: you know, God. Um, looking no, at no,
3: we've got a garage.
0: Looking at Bagel, where he's standing right now. Do you see the sign that's on the wall behind him?
3: Say something, Bagel. It says yes.
0: Barber shop. So I have an yeah, old barbershop sign. It's making me thinking, you know, everyone needs a haircut. I think maybe next week in the garage, I'm going to cut people's hair with uh, the Dremel. What do you think? Anyone oh, want a I Dremel cut? Yes.
6: Uh,
3: yes. I'm not We're sure that fire. would work so well. Ah, fire. Let's try
0: it. I think people are desperate enough. It'll be fun.
3: You first. Uh, I, <laughs> I think so too.
0: <laughs> awesome. So I think we're ready to wrap up. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, usually this is where I tell you to go to motorcycles and misfits.com. Find the links to everything, but you will find a dead link. We are still trying to get our page rebuilt. Unfortunately, we lost, uh, lost all the data and we are rebuilding a new page. So, bear with us and thank you to everyone who emailed us to let us know but the good news is you can still find all of our crazy videos on youtube you can still find everything on instagram and facebook
3: and the book of faces yeah so um, you can find us
0: exactly so thank you everyone for listening especially thank you to all of our patreon subscribers hope you're enjoying those shirts send me more pictures i'm loving seeing these pictures being sent to us and uh Go out there and ride just do it safely and do it alone or with a buddy that's my advice anyone else have last parting words we're good right really there we go all right thanks everyone this is liza
1: and darling. darling make it chill be safe
0: and we're out of here cool cool cool, cool.